Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily Podcast with your host, yours truly, Trainer Mitch. And today is the first time back in a while. I took about a month off, I guess, well, close to a month. Uh, Not for any specific reason or anything like that, but just kind of different routine, trying to get back into the swing of things, Um, you know, different stuff like that. Lots of excuses, but uh, trying to get back on track here with putting out this content and delivering the gospel. So uh, with that being said, we're going to be in chapter 12. Chapter 12 is a big, big chapter here in Matthew. And uh, there's a lot going on. There's uh, several stories, two, three, four, five, six, six different stories here. And uh, we'll be able to get through all of them, but uh, we'll get through as many as we can here. But we'll start uh, verse one. And this story is uh, labeled here in the King James Version. The disciples pluck grain on the Sabbath. So back in those times, the Sabbath day was like a holy day. And it was really strange because the Pharisees were very strict and lawful about what you could and couldn't do on this day. Um, You basically couldn't do anything, pretty much. If you lifted your finger or you worked too hard, you broke a sweat or you did something that, you know, you had to work for, you know, you were sinning. You were not doing the Sabbath day correctly. And it was like a big deal. So uh, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn and his disciples were hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn. And began to eat. Uh, but when the fag- when the Pharisees saw it, uh, they were not happy. Okay, uh, behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful, and do upon the Sabbath day. That's what they said. And then Jesus snaps back, and he's like, "Well, did you never read about what David did?" And he explains what happened to David, where David, uh, he was hungry and he ate the showbread in the temple, uh, which is like a big no-no. Nobody was supposed to eat the showbread. That was not lawful for him to eat. Um, And then he goes on, or did you not read the law, how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you, so this part's really cool, that in this place is one greater than the temple. So what's he referring to? Who is the one greater than the temple where he is at currently? It would be him. He is referring to himself. But if ye had known this, but if ye have known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless for the son of man is lord even on the sabbath day so he's basically saying like if you knew who i was you wouldn't be questioning what i'm doing 
because I am the Lord your God and I can do whatever I want on the Sabbath day. Because uh, he's greater than the temple. Because the, the Pharisees were referring to uh, you know, the holy place and what you're supposed to do on the Sabbath, which is, you know, they usually went to the temple to go to God and talk to God and commune with him. And uh, there's a whole bunch of laws that they had to do with that, like in order to be clean or unclean. I've talked about that plenty of times. Uh, so there's that. I thought that was pretty interesting there at the end where Jesus says, well, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be questioning me. But you don't. Uh, so then it goes on to another story where uh, the man with the withered hand is what this is called. So when they departed, they went into their synagogue. Uh, and behold, there was a man which had withered hand. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? That they might accuse him? Right, so they're just waiting for him to do it. And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall, shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold onto it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? That's a pretty good point that Jesus made because he is the shepherd. We are his sheep. He guides us through the pastures and he's kind of like using that as reference. And then whenever he's talking to them, it's like, you know, if you had, if you had this happen to you, would you not save the sheep? And of course you would save your sheep. Like you're not just going to let your sheep die because it's the Sabbath day. You're going to go get your sheep out of the, out whatever it was in and help your sheep, save your sheep. Because your sheep is money. That's how you live. You could sell its wool or, or get milk. I don't know what sheep, do, milk, do sheep have milk? I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, everybody would do that. You would, you would go save the sheep. Uh, so then he's asking how is a man not better than sheep? So he's he's giving that reason of why he's doing that. And uh, wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretches forth, and it was restored whole like the other. Then the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him how they might destroy him. So they're basically just meeting up and trying to come up with a plan, you know, uh, the ultimate coup to go against this person that is doing things against what they think is right. All right. Which is kind of what's happening in today's time. There's a lot of people out there that are standing up against the narrative and going against the grain and going against the way things, you know, the law, so to speak, and there's people that are, you know, counseling against those type of people, and uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, and then the next story here, it's labeled the chosen servant. So uh, it, it reads, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled, 
which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive, nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall not break, shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench, till this till he send forth judgment unto victory, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. So the Isaiah the prophet, that is uh, him uh, prophesying about Jesus. So Jesus is trying to follow it. When he's not trying, he did fulfill all the prophecies that were spoken of him. And uh, just making sure he was going to fulfill this as well. Uh, so it's always interesting that Jesus never like healed somebody and then was like, hey, make sure you tell everybody what I did. Because I'm like, I'm God. So that was pretty cool, right? So go tell everybody. That would be great. Um, he did he. He never did that. He doesn't do that. Um, and I'm not 100% sure why, other than, you know, he's not the one to brag. He is, he's God. He doesn't need to do that. Like, he's not seeking approval of man. He is simply existing and being who he is so that people will trust him and follow him. And it's not coming from other people. It's coming directly from the source, which would be his actions and being able to see what he did, right, to witness it. Because um, I think a lot of the spreading of the gospel comes later, and we'll, we'll probably get into that down the road. But uh, this next one's pretty good. We'll probably finish on this. And this is called A Divided House Cannot Stand. And I always like this stuff because uh, it peeks into the spiritual warfare that's happening and that has been happening for centuries. Uh, so literally since the beginning of time, there has been good versus evil and there has been this spiritual warfare basically over our souls. And... Uh, that's just kind of like uh, the prerequisite here to this passage. So I'll continue to read. This is verse 22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan he is divided against himself and he shall that how shall then his kingdom stand and if I by bells above cast out devils by whom do your children 
cast them out. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto me, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. All right. There was a lot right there. I wanted to read the whole thing because um, I thought it was pretty important. Because, again, I really like the spiritual warfare talk. I think it's very important to understand uh, and look at the scriptures through that uh, perspective that there is a spiritual warfare happening. And just a few things here. So talks about the son of David. So that's prophecy because Jesus comes from the lineage of David, right? And the Pharisees are accusing him of using evil to cast out evil. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 you guys don't make any sense. Like if I was doing that, that's a, that's a divided house. Like a divided house can't stand. And I think this is very, very prevalent right now in today's world you know we see all this division all this left and right all this top and bottom um, separation and polarization and division in our society and in our culture across the world uh, not just in America it's literally happening all over the world and it's it's setting up the the desolation Right? Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So Jesus is calling this out and saying, hey, this is how it works. Right? This is how reality works. Uh, so I thought that was very relevant for today's time. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I don't know if anybody keeps up with uh, politics or the news or what's going on out there, but uh, there's definitely a lot of things brewing. Uh, there's a lot of bad things happening. There's a lot of good things happening, uh, but we'll see what happens here in the end. But uh, we all know what's going to happen at the end. Jesus is coming back and the day of the final judgment, which he mentions here in this passage that we mentioned. And uh, what does it say? Uh, in this world or the next and neither in the world to come right yeah it shall not be forgiven him neither in this world neither in the world to come um, so he's talking about you know the afterlife but another thing that I thought was really interesting here is um, other than the the whole argument between the Pharisees and stuff, which is, you know, we understand that that's happening and that's going to continue to happen up until they kill Jesus. And then he raises from the dead. 
right? So this is going to continue to happen. They're going to continue to try to uh, counsel against him, right? That was in the, the previous passage there. So he's just, Jesus is just continuing to explain like, hey, you know, house divided. I use the, the spirit of God and the kingdom of God uh, has come unto you. And then down here at the bottom, he's talking about the Holy Spirit thing and saying that I can't remember where it's at exactly, but I remember reading it that one of the, this is like an unforgivable sin, is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Like not believing in the Holy Spirit or talking against the Holy Spirit existence is one of those things that is unforgiven. Like you could even, like people that say the, uh, Jesus' name in vain, or they say bad things about Jesus and they don't believe in Jesus, or they, whatever, they can be forgiven. But Jesus is saying right here in this passage, those of you that do not believe in the Holy Spirit or blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven in this world or the next. So I think that's super, super powerful. And you have to understand what spirit is and how important the Holy Spirit is in the whole existence of this reality and where everything came from. Because the spirit of God is how everything actually works. So the spirit is how things work or how the work gets done. The spirit does the work, right? We don't do the work. You know, if we want somebody, if we want to help somebody, we want to change somebody's heart. There's nothing in the world that you could do to change another person. But the Holy Spirit can do that. If you pray to the Holy Spirit and you wish the Holy Spirit. Uh, I just saw somebody walk on the side of the road. I feel like I should go back and pick them up. I don't think I can now. I'm on the interstate. But uh, that's weird. Poor guy. Uh, I forget what I was talking about. No, something about the Holy Spirit. But anyways, talking bad against the Holy Spirit, it's not a good thing. And uh, that is what this whole reality is formed through and by is the Holy Spirit. If you remember reading back in Genesis, there uh, there's a part in there where it says the spirit of God moved across the face of the waters and that was whenever in the beginning the earth was being created and formed so that's a very important part and that's proof that the spirit is kind of what does the work the spirit goes out and creates the action and you know does things so uh, with that being said uh, that's all I got for today and uh, good to get back into it here and hopefully that I can keep up with it. And not hopefully, but I will. Uh, I got to get back on my power list and, you know, sticking to my, to my guns here and making sure I'm doing everything that I need to do. Uh, especially for my ministry, I guess we'll call it. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Uh, and share the show, send it to somebody, uh, cause we're going to be running through the gospel 
of Matthew for a while. There's a lot of chapters in Matthew. We're only about halfway through, probably. Less than halfway through. So we've got a lot of stories to cover about Jesus. And uh, we're getting into a lot of the good stuff. So thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day.